Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of John. Hey, faithful listeners, this is Jen with the Bible Explained podcast. So on Thursday, I was talking to you guys about somebody who lives in Jamaica, and she actually contacted me. And it turns out she does not live in Jamaica, but on a different island in the Caribbean. And uh, (laughs) she contacted me. She's like, I don't know why it always uh, pops up that I'm in Jamaica, but I am not in Jamaica. But it was really cool to hear from her, and she actually did contact me, so that's awesome. So I do love hearing from you guys, so anybody who wants to contact me can do so. You're going to find my information in the description of this podcast episode. And if you enjoy the Bible Explained podcast and you listen every day, then please grab yourself a t-shirt or a bumper sticker. You're going to find those things listed in the description also of this podcast episode. Now, today is a continuation of what we discussed on Thursday, which was the whole purpose thing. I'm going to go a little bit more into that today. But I'm also going to go into love. We're going to start talking about love both today and this coming Thursday also. So let's go ahead and read John chapter 15 verses 8 through 16. Grab that cup of coffee or that cup of tea, whatever you prefer. Right now I am drinking black coffee because that's the only way you drink coffee. If you are a coffee lover, like a true one, you're going to drink black coffee. I am convinced of this. (laughs) But also, I'm kind of kidding. I know a lot of people that drink coffee, but put tons of creamer in it. Okay, anyway, let's go ahead and read uh, John chapter 15, verses 8 through 16. I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. as usual. In this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so you will be my disciples. Even as the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have spoken these things to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be made full. This is my commandment, that you love one another, even as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant doesn't know what his Lord does. But I have called you friends, for everything that I heard from my Father I have made known to you. You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, that you should go and bear fruit, that your fruit should remain, that whatever you will ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. So to recap on Thursday, we talked about how Jesus is the vine and you and I as Christians are the branches. And we are supposed to remain in Christ in order to produce fruit. And I mentioned how a branch like its literal purpose, like if you look outside and you see the trees and you see your garden or you see any other fruit producing bush or plant, you can see that the branch's main purpose and only purpose really is to produce, to produce something. That is the point of the branch. And I live in the middle of a forest, actually, and I can look out and I see plenty of branches that are producing tons and tons of leaves But I can also see some other branches that are like hanging down and dying and not producing anything. And those branches aren't actually good for the tree. We have to go and like my husband and I have to go and cut those things down because eventually they become widow makers and uh, we do not want to get hit with one. So they're good for absolutely nothing except for getting cut off the tree and getting thrown into my 
fire pit. So the purpose of the branch is to remain on the tree and produce fruit. And that's our purpose too. Our purpose is to remain in Christ and to be a healthy, fruit-producing branch. Because if we don't remain in Christ and we aren't a healthy, fruit-producing branch, then we're not going to feel fulfilled. We're not going to feel like we have a good purpose in life. Because in all honesty, we don't. Just like my trees outside, I have to cut off the branches that are hanging low or dying so that they don't fall on my dog or on me or on my husband when we're outside working. And all that happens to them is I go and throw them into the fire. Like literally, that's it. <laughs> it's exactly what I do. I'm not even joking. We have a burn pit outside that we throw all the junk branches into. And I have a whole bunch of branches out there right now that I have to go burn, actually. Just like those trees, just like those branches, rather, we have to remain in Christ because that is how we're going to feel fulfilled. So you might be like, man, Jen, like, I don't feel like I'm like, I'm a Christian and I'm remaining in Christ, but I just don't feel like I'm producing anything. I don't feel like I am like God is using me at all. I'm going through like limbo. I don't know what my purpose is or what God has for me. Well, I would just encourage you that you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Perhaps God, the father, the farmer is pruning parts of your life. And what I mean by that is he's stripping out all the garbagey stuff out of your life, the stuff that holds you back and keeps you from producing. Perhaps God the Father is doing that for you, or perhaps something else is going on behind the scenes that you're just not aware of and you're not sure. Jesus kind of gives us the answer, actually. In verse 10, he says, remain in his love. In verse 9, it says, Even as the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. So just as Jesus remains in his Father's love, we also need to remain in Jesus's love and also the Father's love. So how do we remain in Jesus's love? Because clearly this is the answer to having a fulfilled fruit producing life, right? This is the key. This is the answer. Well, first and foremost, we got to remember how much Jesus loves us because in verses 12 through 16, he goes on to say how much he loves us. It says, this is my commandment that you love one another, even as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. And you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. So Jesus loved us so much that he he literally laid down his life for us. That's how much Jesus loved you. That's how much he loved me. So understanding Jesus's love for you, that he literally bought you back from spiritual death in order so that you can have eternal life. Because life here on this earth, it's very temporary. I mean, Solomon the wisest person in the world literally said our lives are like a breath. All of a sudden they're just gone. You know, they're they're here for a moment and then they're gone. Our lives are very, very short here on earth as compared to eternity. So Jesus gave us the opportunity to have eternal life, not just temporary breath-like life here on earth. Jesus gave us 
the opportunity to have eternal life. That is how much he loved you. And that is how much he loved me. So that is one way we remain in his love. We just remember how deeply God the Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit just loves us. So that's the first way we remain in Christ's love and continue to produce fruit. But also the other way is we have to keep Jesus's commandments. And his greatest commandment, well, his greatest commandment was to love the Father. And his second greatest commandment was to love each other like ourselves. So we need to love God the Father first before we love anybody else. Because if we don't love God the Father, we're not going to truly understand how to love other people. A lot of times Jesus's words get twisted, even by Christians. And they're like, the greatest commandment is to love your neighbor. And that is absolutely not true. That is actually, in my opinion, I think that is a lie from the devil when that is said. Because Nobody really understands what love is. You can see how skewed the term love has become around the world and in our society. The term love is so skewed. No one really understands what it means. Most people think that, oh, if you love somebody, you're very tolerant of them. That's not what love means at all. So we have to love the Father before we can love anybody else because God the Father tells us how to love our neighbors. We're never going to truly be able to love our neighbors if we don't love the Father first. So that's the second way we remain in Christ's love is we love God the Father because God the Father teaches us what to do. He gave us the entire Bible. He gave us his word so that we know what is moral and what is not, so that we know how to treat other people, so that we know what truth is and that we know how to love others. And then thirdly, we love each other like we love ourselves. And here's what Jesus says, love one another even as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends. So does this mean we have to go die for our friends? No, not necessarily. But it does mean that we need to take up our cross daily and basically die to self, right? That means like rejecting our old and sinful ways. And how do we know if something is sinful? Well, we love God the Father first and he's gonna teach us <laughs> what is sinful and what we should not be uh, doing. But we reject the old sinful ways. We take up that cross daily and we follow Jesus. And how is this going to love our neighbor? Well, if we start telling our neighbor about Christ in a way that is taking up our cross, because with the truth and with the gospel comes a lot of persecution, but we're doing it because God commands us to love people. And one of the ways we love people is by sharing the gospel with them. So that is how we love other people. And with that evangelism comes a lot of persecution. There's not much gain for ourselves when we evangelize. But there could be gain for the other person who gets evangelized too. So that is the third way of how we remain in Christ's love. So to recap, the first one is remember how much Christ loves us. Secondly, we love God the Father first. And then thirdly, we love other people. And that looks like evangelism, but it can also just look like... Um, 
inviting somebody over for coffee, somebody who's struggling. It could look like volunteer work. It could look like uh, going and helping somebody clean their house who is sick. It could look like anything. I mean, Christ gives us so many different ways that he served and how he helped. And same with uh, Paul and Peter and all the other disciples later on in the book of Acts. They show plenty of ways of how we can go and help other people and lift each other up. And actually, that's another way we carry our crosses with us. Because serving, when you think about it, it's not super fun. (laughs) It's not super fun to go serve because you're taking of your time that you could be doing something else to go and do something that's not so fun to you. Like, for example, my church just had a spring cleaning thing that they did. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. uh, Friday night, when I remembered that I signed up to go on Saturday morning, I was actually trying to go on my phone to see how I could get out of it. (laughs) I was like, maybe I can, like contact somebody to tell them I just don't want to go or unsubmit my name somehow from the registry so I don't have to go clean the church in the morning. I did not want to go clean the church. You can ask my husband. I did not want to go. But I went Saturday morning and I ended up having a lot of fun. There was people there that I really enjoyed talking to and cleaning with and I listened to some worship music and you know it was actually ended up being a really good time and plus they had donuts and coffee and I love jelly donuts. Jelly donuts are my favorite donut. So I got to eat a jelly donut and it was great. (laughs) And it kickstarted my morning so well and I got so much done on Saturday, like just around my house and I went grocery shopping and it was just, it ended up being great. So serving in the long run, yes, initially you have to like take up your cross to go do it because you're just like, man, this is just painful. Like, I just don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to go take the time to do this. But in the end, somehow it ends up being so fulfilling and worth it. So, yeah, I mean, love looks like so many different things. And just because you're not producing fruit the way you think you should be, that doesn't mean you're not producing fruit. Jesus is still working on you and God the Father is still working on you so that you can produce so much fruit the way he knows that you're capable of producing. And your fruit is going to look so different from other people's fruit. It doesn't need to look the same as somebody else's, and it won't. God the Father is working on you differently than other people. So just trust. I know this is like a really cliche saying, trust the process, (laughs) but that's kind of what It is like trust God's process, I suppose, in how he's dealing with your life. Because in the end, as long as you remain in his love and you bear fruit, here's what verse 16 says. You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you should ask of my father in my name, he may give it to you. Your fruit is going to be very different. It's going to be very special. And so trust God's process with you and don't give up continue to remain in christ continue to abide in his love as he tells you to do remember how much christ loves you remember to love god the father and jesus first and then go out and love your neighbor also and these three things are what is going to allow god 
to help you produce that fruit and that purpose you want in your life so much. Alrighty, friends and faithful listeners, well, happy Tuesday, and I really hope that you just have a fantastic rest of your day. I'm going to let you all go. I hope to see you tomorrow for an episode of Deuteronomy. This is our last week in season five. We are moving next week into season six. So look forward to that. I'll see you guys tomorrow for an episode of Deuteronomy. Until then, happy listening and God bless.